0: This is... This is... loose Collected Thoughts with Keyshawn Harper. Hey, real quick, before we start, this is part two of a three-part series. So if you haven't listened to the first one, I suggest you go over and listen to that first and come back. We'll be here waiting for you. Thank you. With a half-smile on his face, Alvin sat on the front porch with his friends watching the sunset. He couldn't tell you how many times he and his friends have had this experience together. He couldn't tell you the first time they did this. But what he could recall was how he met them on the first day of school. It was during lunch on the first day of second grade. He was new to town and dreaded even going to school that day. But over time that dread turned to excitement for the next day and the next day because he met new friends. Together, the three of them played around town causing all sorts of mischief. They would sneak candy out of Old Man MacCumber's convenience store, sometimes getting caught and running for their lives. Other times, they meet up with other kids in the neighborhood and play football until it got dark. Sometimes it got so dark that they would be more likely to catch the ball with their face rather than their hands. But no matter what they did though, Alvin and the boys always ended their day on this porch. You see, Alvin lived on top of a hill where there was an amazing view of a local pond. Sometimes the three of them would spend hours sitting on that porch, talking, laughing, and occasionally on bad days, arguing. Summer days would go by, come and go with the same routine. So many days that he couldn't remember them all. However, today would be perhaps the most memorable day, because this day would be the last. Alvin's father had once again received orders that he was to report to a new station, which meant that Alvin was to report to a new town, to a new school, to a new set of strangers. As Alvin sat on his porch for the last time with some of the people he cared about most, he held back tears as he cursed the villain that has played them his entire life. The villain of change. I think I can identify clearly with this boy because change comes for us all no matter what. And a lot of times it feels like change happens just when you feel like you have a hang on what's going on in your life. Today I want to not only explore some of the changes going on in society right now, but in a grander sense, three types of changes we all face in life. And hopefully by the end, you would feel a little less anxiety when facing these changes. First, let's just look at the changes we've experienced now. I mean, flashback to around this time last year, our world was completely different. We were congregating with loved ones without any sort of fear. Events, concerts, games, all those things were packed to the brim with fans. Going to the grocery store wasn't a Russian roulette game with your health. And perhaps one of the most jarring differences is that some of us weren't so alone. Those of us who live by ourselves are only missing out on those grand events, but the day to day interactions that kept life full of spice. Last episode we talked about time and what we tend to do when we have too much of it on our hands. We mentioned that we did find ourselves having so much time because of this shutdown, and with numbers rising day to day, I don't see that stopping anytime soon. But there's one thing in particular I want to go over again. During our discussion, we talked about how we conceptualize time externally by changes around us. An easy example for this can be the changing of the seasons. You see it all the time. But where we left off with, and what I want to pick up on now, is how difficult these changes can be. Let's recap on some other changes going on in the world. One, we now wear a mask everywhere we go. Two, a gathering of 10 or more people now puts you and your loved ones at risk. Three, you're probably most likely either not working or working from home. Four, at one point, we did have to worry about murder hornets. And not to mention that we're all going through a long and strenuous presidential election this is just a few of the changes and this doesn't even account for the changes each and every one of you have been going through yourself in your own personal life although it may not seem like a lot because honestly we're used to it that isn't to say that this is a lot of things happening at once a friend of mine and i were talking the other day about how many historical things happened in just one year each of those events paired with events in our own lives all have some sort of emotional toll on us And today I want to examine three types of changes. Changes in our environment, changes within ourselves, and then the changing of people around us. And to be clear, we're only going to be referring to negative changes, because quite frankly, no one really has trouble dealing with positive ones. So without the way, let's start with basics. Change is simply a difference in environment or circumstances. This can mean a whole bunch of different things. The biggest one being what we're all experiencing right now, external change. Every day when you go out, the old song in your head, wallet, key, phone, I know you guys had that, Don't, don't mess with me. But that song now has an added thing to it, wallet, key, phone, mask. It's no longer that holy trinity we once had. For some people, having to remember one more thing is stressful enough, never mind the reasoning why we're remembering this thing. To put it frankly. And nature changes the gateway to danger. Once things are different in our environment, we all of a sudden have to scan for new threats that may not have been there before. Around this time last year, I'm willing to bet you weren't nearly as cognizant about airborne toxins. But now it's an everyday thing. And let's move away from COVID because it's such an extreme case. Let's look at something that is a little less physically threatening. One that, although it may not kill you, it still has a great effect on your life. The presidency. With the combination of the current political climate, the issues at stake, and the popularization of the mail-in ballot, the U.S. has a record number of voter participation in this year's presidential election. Although no one is downplaying the importance of this election, it is fair to say that the main character in this story is once again the villain, or depending how you look at it, the hero of change. No matter what, when it comes down to it, the country is deciding as a whole whether we are accepting or afraid of change. In the year 2020's case, the choices were either an extension of the last four years with President Trump or a complete shift in direction with the presidential nominee at the time and former Vice President Biden. This battle between the old regime and the new hope has happened time and time again. One could argue that because of the two-party system, even when the president has fulfilled his two terms, America still has to choose between staying with the current party or change and switching to the new one. What makes it even more interesting is what is at stake for the people. If you look at campaign ads ran by the incumbent president, one of the most common claims that they make is that the challenger would, quote, change the American way as we know it. Notice I'm not mentioning a particular campaign, or a particular president, or a particular candidate. But without any sort of context to the policy or the person, you may automatically feel threatened just by the word change itself. Politicians, no matter what level, typically use the threat of change constantly in order to steal voters into their direction. Sometimes the things that would change are so nuanced that in reality, you may not see the consequences of those change in your day-to-day life. But the fear, the fear of something within our environment flipping upside down, is enough to persuade a wary voter. But wait, all change isn't bad, yes. That may be true, but in order to believe that, you must first get rid of the fear, get rid of the knee-jerk reaction you get from change. Sometimes this irrational fear can even disturb changes that we know are good for us. Those coming out of bad situations, abusive relationships, can often at times feel uncomfortable after leaving. We know in our heart of hearts that the change is probably for the better, but there's still something about taking that leap that keeps us on the edge. But if there's any creature who can teach us a lesson about leaping from that edge, it's the squirrel. Legend has it that there once was a family of squirrels who lived in a large oak tree. They had lived in the tree for many generations, and it gave them all that they needed to survive. Acorns to eat, and protections from predators, so they never left his branches. Then the trees started to die, and they stopped producing new acorns. So the family of squirrels had a meeting to decide what they should do next. The oldest son, Nifty, said, We need to move trees. We won't survive if we stay here. Uncle Nutty replied, We can't do that. We'll be killed for sure. The hawks, the foxes, and the bears are all just waiting for us to leave this tree. We can't possibly leave. After much debate, The entire family decided to stay in the oak tree, except for Nifty, who decided that he needed to take the risk and change. Nifty then left the tree and was never heard from again. See? Uncle Nifty said to the rest of the family. I told you that the hawks, the foxes, or bears would get him. However, the squirrels were starving, so after another family meeting, it was decided that cousin Nibbles would take a risk and leave, despite the dire warnings of Uncle Nutty. Nibbles left the tree and was never heard from again. Uncle Nutty continued his rants against leaving the tree, despite the fact that they had no food. One by one, the other squirrels left with the words, Hawks, foxes, or bears will get you just like the others, ringing in their ears. Eventually only Uncle Nettie was left in the old oak tree. You could see his ribs showing through his skin as it's been a long time since he had eaten. He was rocking backwards and forwards on the branch muttering to himself hawks foxes bears hawks foxes bears hawks foxes bears meanwhile just a hundred meters away in the same forest the rest of the squirrel family was living comfortably together in a lovely oak tree that was supplying all of their needs they had avoided the dreaded predators and were enjoying their new life big brother nifty felt bad for uncle tommy so he told the rest of the family that he was going back to see if he could convince them to join. He returned to the old oak tree and found Uncle Nettie in very bad shape. He told him about the new tree and how they escaped the hawks, the foxes, the bears. But poor Uncle Nettie just shook his head and said that it wasn't worth risking the move. Nifty left the tree shaking his head and Uncle Nutty was never seen again. Although it's sad at heart, what I love about the story is that it symbolizes that in order to deal with external changes, we must change internally. Sometimes we must look at ourselves and alter how we would normally respond to something. In the same token, change may not always happen to you. Rather, it may be something you need to initiate. I like to think about it in a way like someone learning to swim at the deep end of the pool. As you stand your toes over the edge, you look into the water and begin imagining all the bad things that can go wrong. The anticipation slowly builds more and more, but all of a sudden you feel a force on your back and somebody pushes you into the water and now you're falling. In a ton of ways, you're horrified, I know, but deep down, deep down there's some sort of relief because now the pressure of taking the leap is now out of your control. Once you hit that water, all you need to focus on is swimming. And unfortunately, there is not always going to be someone to push you into the water. Sometimes if you don't jump yourself, well, you're just going to be stuck on that edge forever. One of the most stressful times in my life involved being on that edge. I was in a place in my life where things needed to change. I no longer was happy on the police force. And that discontent spread into numerous areas in my life. My day-to-day work schedule was getting off of work at 6 a.m going home, eating some very, very horrible food for me, and then sleeping until the next shift. Day in and day out, I would follow this routine. It was nowhere near healthy, and my body and mind were both paying for it all the time. I knew something had to change, but I was like that kid staring at the deep end of the water. I couldn't leap. I was just too afraid. But I think what helped me was that during that time, one of the most beneficial things happened to me. I met people Who were also afraid. Who were also afraid but they never took action. I learned how they wanted to do something else. But they were just too afraid of failing. Or figured they couldn't do anything different. They thought that since they put so much energy into one thing. That changing into something different. Would have been a waste of that previous energy. But seeing the look on their faces as I spoke to them. Seeing the light in their eyes kind of dim when they talk about their experiences. Was enough to scare me into making that leap. to pursue another path i'm saying this right now because right now right here is a pivotal moment for us all you may be listening to me right now while in the midst of contemplating some big change in your life but like me you may be afraid of losing all the momentum you've built but hold on i think looking at it from that perspective may show you what a disservice that is you're not halting any momentum rather you're you're doing a pivot you're going into another direction and to be honest going into a new path doesn't mean it has to be an extreme move. Behavioral changes are hardly ever a concrete or single event. Though we tend to view it that way more often than not, behavioral changes occur gradually. And although it's true that major events and changing circumstances typically have a dramatic impact on our lives, the older you get, the more you realize that sometimes it's not the change of events that can be the most hurtful, but the change of people. We go through this life making all sorts of connections with different people. We create close friendships that sometimes appear out of nowhere. We may be born into a set of people who will forever be tethered to our lives and learn who they are and why we love them. And if you're lucky, every now and again, we stumble across people that make our hearts skip a beat and gives us a lesson on what infatuation does to the soul. Each and every one of these things can be amazing experiences that shape our world. But those built worlds can be caved in when those people change. Sometimes it's a matter of simply drifting apart. We all have high school friends that we don't talk to anymore because we've changed and they change. But there are other times where people change and it's more visceral. The disconnection feels more like a rip rather than a drift. Either they do something to hurt you in a way you never saw coming, or the only thing that they did was leave. The changes in people we care about hurt the most because they affect our relationships. Not just now, but in the future. If you show me the least trusting person in the world, I can also guarantee that I can show you a person that has suffered the most betrayal. Because when a person turns on you, they change everything around you. They make you question all the other relationships in your life. Past, present, and future. Children who've been betrayed by their parents at an early age can have the most severe developmental problems because their very foundation, the very foundation of trust is broken. And that trust may take a lifetime to reclaim. Sadly, it's safe to say that everyone will experience this type of change at least once in their life. And typically, our reaction towards that is to ensure that it never happens again. To some, this may mean keeping friends and family always at an arm's length. To others, it may mean avoiding them altogether. But I think one thing we must keep in mind is that, well, chances are there was a life before them. A time where you did not know them and you did not rely on them you lived then, and I'm sure you can live now and if you don't think so look at the millions of people on earth I'm sure if you take a chance that some of them at least one of them would happily take that person's place such a friend or loved one but the question is will you be able to change and accept them or will you never be heard from again finally 2020 may have introduced us to the notion that sometimes people may not necessarily change, but more so reveal things about themselves that causes us to see them differently. Between the bold conflict between people who support different candidates and the constant ethical decisions that came from different events across the country, I wouldn't be surprised if someone now appears differently in your eyes. And if you haven't heard it from anywhere else, I am here to suggest... That despite how hurtful it may be, the drifting apart, the ripping apart, or having to leave on your own accord because someone changed, despite all that, how much it hurts, how much you don't want to do it, we must remember that is necessary. If during any point in your life someone leaves you, it might be because they wanted to, or that they don't need you. Which sounds harsh, but I'd rather you think that, rather than just settling for half of someone's attention. It's like the saying goes, if someone shows you their true colors, you have to believe them. And if you find out they're someone you didn't realize they were, be thankful that you know now rather than a time where they could have hurt you even more. As we look at the different type of changes in our lives, it's important to remember the idea of impermanence. Change is happening all around us. The way one thing is now will not last forever. And just like time, there is no escaping it. We must decide whether we will face it head on or run away as long as we can. As I'm recording this, we are mere weeks away from the change of the new year. All of the lessons learned from this year, no matter how painful they are, can be used to ensure a better next year. And although a lot of things may come and go, I think 2020 may have taught us something. Something about people who do stay in our lives. The people who matter most. The people who are essential. Essential. We will talk about these people in our next and final episode of the series. Thank you all for listening, and until next time, take it easy. Hey, once again, thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or any of the other episodes, please do us a favor and subscribe. And after that, give us a five-star review. Also, while you're at it, like the Collected Thoughts Facebook fan page. Or if you're more of an Instagram person, follow me, Keyshawn Harper, on Instagram. Thank you guys all for the love, and until next episode, take it easy.